It's the Taste Sickness of the Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and we back. Finally back for another episode. Let's go. For they purchase, surely appreciate it. But you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Just my thoughts. Right and wrong. Always what I'm feeling at the oh. time. Let's go. Like Say this. sick and sit a podcast. Let's Spy go. Walk with a nigga. with me. Yeah. Gather round, hustlers. That's if you're still living. And get on down to that old jig rhythm. Here's a couple of jewels to help you get through your bit in prison. A ribbon in the sky. Keep your head high. Young Vito, voice of the young people, mouthpiece for hustlers. I'm back, motherfuckers. You rain on the top with shorter than leprechauns. You can't fuck with hold what type of extra on. I got great lawyers for cops, so dress warm. Charges don't stick to duty. Teflon. I'm too sexy for jail, like I'm right, said Fred. I'm not guilty, now give me back my bread. Mr. District Attorney, I'm not sure if they told you I'm on TV every day. Where the fuck could I go to? Plus, hold don't run, hold stand and fight. Hold a soldier, hold and fighting all this life. So, what could you do to me? It's not new to me. Sue me, fuck you, what's a couple dollars to me? But you will respect me. Simple as that. Oh, I got no problem going back. I'm representing for the seat where Rosa Parks sat. Yeah. Where Malcolm X was shot. Yeah. Where Martin Luther was popped. So off we go. Let the trumpets blow. And hold on because the driver of the mission is a pro. The ruler's back. I'm back. <laughs> Say sick and sit a podcast. Let's go. Say sick and sit a podcast. I'm back. Let's go. Well, in these times, well, at least to me, there's a lot of rappers out there trying to sound like Jay-Z. I, I help you out. Here's what you do. You're going to need a wide lens because that's a verbic shoe. And you got a couple of beans and you don't have a clue. Your situation is bleak. I'm going to keep it real because fucking with me, you got to drop a meal. Because if you're going to cop something, you got to cop for real. Don't only talk it, walk like it. From the bricks to the booth, I could predict the future like Cleo the Psychic. You can't date skills and wife it uh-uh. And you can't sell me bullshit We know the prices So what your life is We gon' roll till the wheels fall off Come on, fuckers, check the tires Off we, we go. go Let the trumpets blow And hold on because the driver of that Billy is a pro The ruler's back It's a Taste Sick and Sit a Podcast I'm back Finally back <laughs> The ruler's back Bounce. Say sick and sit up podcast. Say sick and sit up podcast. I am finally back. Just my thoughts. Just what I'm feeling at the time. Let's go. Say sick and sit up podcast. We are finally back. Last episode was September 19th. 
I am finally back. Yes, finally back. I am finally back for another episode of Taste to Consider Podcast. It is November. Remember I said the last episode that I recorded was September 19th. I am back for another effing episode. It is Sunday, November 7th. Almost two months of not recording. But it was all strategic. Last episode that I recorded September 19th, we were in the pre-shadow phase of Mercury Retrograde. And after that episode, I said to myself, man, I feel like I need to just take a break from podding. I need to take a break from podding, um, particularly for the Mercury Retrograde. I just felt I just felt that it was a need for me to take a break. You know, um, I ain't going sugarcoat nothing um i had like a a a kind of a situation in my life that kind of like threw me off god in the midst of all of that or whatever but it was more than just that you know um when i started season three of a taste to consider podcast i was rolling i mean every week episode 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 i was pumping them episodes out it was to the point where i felt as i could do two episodes a week i mean i knew i could do it but you know i was chilling i was chilling the creative juices was flowing the confidence was flowing i mean it was it was all going for me you know i felt great you know but then in the midst of all of that you know i felt it got to the point where I started to feel kind of weird. I started to feel kind of like, I won't even say burnt out, so to speak. It got to the point where I did start feeling burnt out, but it got to the point where I was like, man, I'm podding every week, you know, I'm getting hella, hella um, people hitting me up telling me you know what i'm saying good job they see what i'm doing i'm getting people that i'm you know i never interacted with different podcasts people on social media that has that have higher influence than i do you know what i'm saying people was reaching out asking if they can be on the show and stuff people telling me yeah i see you i see you, you know what i'm saying i see you pumping the shows out all that other stuff you know what i'm saying so i was just episodes was great you know what i'm saying episodes was going out i mean it was just flowing it was like with no effort but then it got to the point where like i felt as though that i needed to take a break because it started to become situations where people was taking people close to me and stuff like that was taking certain things the wrong way and feeling the type of way and stuff like that. So it started affecting me. You know what I'm saying? It started affecting me. Like, people that I don't, I'm not close with, that I don't, you know what I'm saying, I don't have relationship relationships with, connections with, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what, you know what I'm saying? I don't really care about, you know, their criticisms and stuff like that. Honestly, I don't. 
But, you know, just as a human being, you know, the people that you close with, the people that you care about, the people that you love and stuff like that, when they start feeling a certain type of way about things you saying or misinterpreting things you saying or having different perspectives or perceptions of the things you saying, you know, different the lens not even the lens because you listening to the podcast <laughs> but you know things that they hand is just different and then it's coming back to you so you just start feeling like damn am i doing something wrong or whatever you know what i'm saying i'm getting like different type of feedbacks from different people but you know of course the people that i care about the people that i love the people that i have relationships with connections with that is going to hit different because I've never cared about nobody that, you know, I ain't never had any type of relationships or connections with. You know, I say whatever I want. But I ain't going to lie because of the the things that I've talked about on the podcast before about my history with uh, depression, anxiety and stuff like that. Um, those things have affected me differently. So it got to the point where I felt like, you know, I was putting episodes together, but. I was kind of censoring myself. I was kind of holding back. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I was being too worried about saying certain things or after I recorded an episode and editing and listening over again, I'm worrying about bullshit that I shouldn't have to worry about in my eyes. I understand, you know what I'm saying, that people would take things the wrong way. People will hear things differently, see things differently and stuff like that. So I understand that. But... Because I'm like, I'm like, I'm the perfect example of a person who intern that has internalized things the wrong way, you know, over the years from things that people have done, people have said and stuff like that. And I've taken things personally, you know, that's something that I've worked on extensively in therapy. So I understand all that. But then on the other side, you know, what I'm saying you know, I have the side of me that is used to sitting in that depression and anxiety and that negative mindset and all that other stuff. But then you got the other side of me who wants to move forward, who is growing, evolving and stuff that looks at it like, you know, what I'm saying these people should know me. They should know where I'm coming from. They should know my heart and all this other stuff because I'm the type of person I got a big ass heart. You know what I'm saying? But it got to the point where I was like questioning myself you know what i'm saying so it got to the point where i was like man this this retrograde this mercury retrograde that just recently passed the uh post shadow phase ended in november 2nd i felt as though you know i just need to take a break i need to take a fucking break um i took a break from social media i took the social media off my phone instagram twitter i took that shit all off my phone for three weeks i was dead off that shit and the the break was much needed because with me taking Instagram, Twitter and stuff off my phone, it got to the point where I saw the addiction that I had to those platforms. And excuse me, burp number one, 11 minutes in, you know, I got to come back strong. <laughs> but um, now, nah, seriously, uh that first week that I took uh, those platforms off my phone, those apps off my phone, it was to the point where I kept picking up my phone and shit. Like it was in it, you know what I'm saying? It was the example, like it was being shown to me how much it was of 
uh, almost a second nature and addiction for me to pick up my phone and just go through social media or whatever for no reason. But I didn't have it on my phone. So it was like I was picking up my phone and opening up my phone, but I had nothing to do with the phone because my phone don't blow up. It's like, you know what I'm saying? People don't hit me up like they used to and stuff like that and all that. So my phone is is pretty much dry. And it got to the point that first week, man, I was just like, I was just picking up my phone randomly for no reason. Well, it was a reason. I needed some sort of stimu- mental and emotional stimulation. But I took the apps off my phone, so it was nothing there. So it was like I had to reprogram myself with what to do in those three weeks 21 days or whatever you know how they say 21 days you create a new habit and all that other stuff but i got to see like that first week i kept picking up my phone picking up my phone picking up my phone and i couldn't do nothing (laughs) so towards the second week um of my break it got to the point where i wasn't even picking up my phone i was leaving my phone around the house And it was to the point where a couple of times I had to go look for my phone and shit because I was just, you know what I'm saying, starting to do things differently. I did a a lot of reading. Um, I didn't do as much meditation as I said I was going to do, but I did some meditation. Um, You know what I'm saying? I spent a lot of time with myself. I went out a lot. I also spent a lot of time in the gym. I spent a lot of time in the gym. I've been heavily spending a lot of time in the gym. So uh just getting my mind my body back together. So but I need to I need to to balance that out with the mental and emotional aspect. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely been in the gym heavily. Um Today I had a good workout and all that other stuff. I said I was going to meditate. I didn't meditate, so I got to get better than that. But it just got to the point where in those those three weeks, and I just started really getting back on social media. Like even, I haven't really been getting on Instagram. I ain't been getting on Instagram at all. Um, I always have like a love-hate type situation with Instagram, but I've been getting on Twitter. I enjoy Twitter a little bit more because it's – it's more so a lot of things of, you know, people just putting out their thoughts and, you know, some people being, you know, just trolling and shit like that. But it's kind of different. It's a different energy with Twitter as opposed to Instagram with me. Instagram is a lot of people on there trying to stunt and, you know, show off their lives and stuff like that. And I come to realize certain things that will not even realize re- I re- relearned the the things that kind of trigger me and stuff that I don't really need in my life and stuff like that and Instagram is part of it even though I I have used Instagram a lot um you know to pick up you know topics and a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram they don't do a lot of the you know um posting for for likes and stuff like that I I I pick up a lot of uh, research topics and stuff like that from uh, Instagram. I follow a lot of mental health people, a lot of therapists, a lot of spiritual people, a lot of astrologists and stuff like that. So um, I don't really have to deal with that too much, but I do know that I can get caught up into the Instagram part of the the stunting type shit and, uh, you know, 
people trying to show a certain aspect of their lives that maybe not be the total aspect of their lives and you know so yeah but the the break that i took from mercury retrograde was very helpful um i got to sit with myself a lot and to to uh kind of like reassess some things review some things reflect on some things um so my intuition uh led me in the right direction to take that break uh but let me start out with the cigar that i'm smoking i'm relighting it um i did a little uh mini pregame um since it's sunday you know sundays are if you've been listening to the podcast for a while sundays are meant for my parental units my parents so i'm just getting home from there you know my my mom cooks dinner and stuff, so I go over there and chill with my parents. So I had a little time over there, had a good meal, um, had a couple of drinks over there, had some uh, Jack Daniels Fire Tennessee whiskey over there. But the cigar that I'm smoking tonight is a, uh, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this shit. <laughs> it's a, um, Partagas cigar. I had this cigar um ever since September 19th. I usually buy two cigars um every episode. So I have one cigar for the episode that I'm recording that day and then the next episode. So this uh, this cigar right here was supposed to be in for the episode after the grass is green on the other side jump episode. Um but I'm happy to say that when I took it out the wrapper that it had a lot of white ash on it. And that's a good thing. It's called plume. P-L-U-M-E. And that that is a sign of the cigar aging well. So I had a lot of white ash on it. And so that was a sign of it aging well. And I'm happy to say that it's a, it's a good cigar. It didn't mold or anything like that in the time that I took off. This is the first cigar that I've smoked since then. It's a real good cigar. It has got a nice little taste to it. Got a good pull to it. Um, like I said, when I was over at my folks' house, I was drinking some uh, Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire whiskey. Uh, when I got home, I poured a glass of of uh, Amador whiskey. Um, so this is my third glass of the night. <sighs> Take a sip of that. It's not going to be no too lit, too fast episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I ain't going to lie. I was kind of nervous to, to record or whatever. Like it's Sunday. Like I could have recorded Friday because I had my outline ready and everything. But I kept giving myself excuses and stuff like that. It was kind of like a situation. Even when I was taking my break. I was trying to figure out if I was even going to record again or not. Like, I was just like, I don't know. I might just be done. But then, you know, I had some people hit me up or whatever and was like, you know what I'm saying? Where you been? You know, what's going on? It was a lot of people checking on me and people that I don't have no relationships with. I don't have no connections with people hitting me up on social media and stuff. And I got to say this right now. I appreciate everybody who checked on me 
who genuinely checked on me who genuinely said that you know they was worried about me they was trying to figure out what was going on some people went through some different type of channels to reach me like they went through my blog they emailed me and stuff like that hey man I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? It was people that that I don't even know that hit me up. And like I said, in the midst of, you know, before I took the break, it was hella people hitting me up, telling me they see what I'm doing. People with influence that was hitting me up that, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people asking me to be on, the, on my show. You know, all the podcasts that, you know, I've been networking with and stuff like that. I appreciate the hell out of y'all for hitting me up. I am good, you know, um, like I always say, life has its, its ups and downs, you know what I'm saying, you have the, you just, like, like I've been saying the past couple of episodes before this one, like, you know what I'm saying, I just be riding the wave at times, you know what I'm saying, I had some, uh, I had a situation in my life that, you know, kind of, kind of like threw me off a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'm good. Um, uh, it's good to be back. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I was unsure about if I was going to record again because it got to the point where it was so long, you know, even like the Mercury retrograde usually lasts three weeks, but you have your pre-shadow phase and your post-shadow phase. So I was like, let me, I was going to record last week, but I was like, let me just ride the rest of the post-shadow phase out. Because I ain't want to deal with no communication issues, no electronic issues, none of that bullshit. I just want to have a clean slate. We here, we back. Episode is going. Uh, November is is Men's Mental Health Month. Not not Mental Health Month. It's Men's Health Month. But that Men's Health Month has to do with mental physical emotional we gotta stop this shit where health only has to do with physical shit you know what i'm saying you know we gotta get over that shit because excuse me second burp overall health has to do with physical mental and emotional but yeah this mercury retrograde was interesting this whole year has been interesting really I ain't going to lie, it was, it's been a lot of planets in, in retrograde this year. At one time, it was like five or six planets in retrograde. This year, I was just thinking about this the other day. This year alone has felt like 20 years. Like this one year encapsulated 20 years of my life that I was, you know, dealing with um depression and anxiety like a lot of the situations with specific people specific situations the same shit from 20 years 20 years 20 years span all the things that i've dealt with in a 20 year span from maybe like 2011 on up happened in this one year literally and i'm not lying to you literally this one year encapsulated 20 years of my life so um it's november 7th so it's what 23 days until my 40th birthday like when i first started on my spiritual journey when i started taking when i started going back to therapy taking my mental health seriously was when i turned 30 years old so i went through like 
a 10 year period from when I moved into my house that I'm sitting in right now up into now where um, a lot of things start changing and evolving in my life and within myself and add on another 10 years from before I moved into my house to now all in one year. This has been a, a interesting year. It's been a difficult year, but it's also been an interesting year. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got through those 20 years, so I knew I could get through this one year. But a lot of the same shit that happened in those 20 years happened in just this one year, literally. And I I had to I had to really sit down and look at that shit. And I was like, damn, like, what is that really saying to me right now? That's basically saying that. Is it like, is it coming to a conclusion? Is it like, is it like a, is it like a whole reevaluation stage where all these planets are in retrograde in this year? And particularly during Mercury retrograde, a lot of like crazy shit happened that I did not expect and that I didn't, I wouldn't have wanted to happen if it was in my control. And that is one thing that has kind of like, um pushed my depression the depression and anxiety that I went through over those 20 years further because I was trying to be so much in control of the situation but um it was like it was funny because like even like with this mercury retrograde like when I started getting back on twitter and stuff I started like seeing so many people talking about how difficult this mercury retrograde was for them and and there was like a running joke on Twitter how like this Mercury retrograde has really pushed people to really take astrology seriously because, you know, a lot of people don't believe in the planet shit. You know, the astrology, the planet is affecting you and all this other stuff. I don't know why, because if you believe in God <laughs> or your creator spirit or whatever you want to call them that you know he created all this so this you know what i'm saying it it means something but you know it is what it is yeah but man this was a definitely a difficult retrograde um i wouldn't have wanted some of the things to happen that did happen specifically the situation that kind of rocked the boat a little bit too much for me um but I don't know, man, you know, I've always been good. I've always been taken care of. So, you know, I just, you know, had to ride the wave, you know, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, I've been in the gym crazy, been reading it crazy. Um, you know what I'm saying? I've just been doing a lot of reflecting, uh, reassessing, you know, and that's just what life is. You know, a lot of people always say, you know, don't ever look back and all this other stuff but the way life goes you know what i'm saying you have to things from the past will reintroduce themselves in your present in your future you know that's just how it goes you know um but mercury is going has gone direct is going direct right now um and you know what I'm saying i got i gotta go direct with it <laughs> um but yeah, the past will come up. The past will present itself in this, 
you know, to see where you are in life and will remind you of some things and, you know, some things you may have been hiding from or running from and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm glad to be back. I don't know what's going to happen after this episode. You know what I'm saying? I've been thinking about that. I was like, damn, so after I record this episode, am I going to record anymore? What's going to happen? <laughs> but, um, yeah, one particular thing that happened on the, the Mercury retrograde that was kind of therapeutic and um i'll just say therapeutic i'll just leave it at that was like i remember i went on a uh, fishing trip back i think it was in september we went on a fishing trip with my uh went on with uh, the guys and my family and you know uh close friends and stuff and i remember after that fishing trip um after that fishing trip like i was on you know on the water it was very therapeutic and stuff like that and stuff man i remember getting home and this was in the midst of mercury retrograde i don't know if it was still the pre-shadow phase or if we was directly in the mercury retrograde but i had a conversation with my mom and I talked about my relationship with my mom plenty of times on this podcast, but me and my mom not really close, so to speak. Um, but it's not like a strained relationship, but we just not close as far as, you know, being personal and stuff like that. Or me having the opportunity to be vulnerable with her. But I remember getting home from that fishing trip. I remember showering and stuff and, you know, um, I called her up because I was just feeling it, man. I called her up and we got into a conversation about my love life. And in the midst of that conversation, you know what I'm saying? I was talking, to, I was telling her about, you know, where my love life is at and stuff like that. And it got to the point where I started revealing stuff that, you know, um, from my childhood that kind of placed me into the mindset or phys or physically in that space of where my love life is right now. And it was an interesting conversation because it was something that, you know, I talked to one of my therapists about in the past about having that certain conversation. And I was straight up vulnerable with my mom, you know, so I was telling her about, you know, how I felt about me needing love and affection and how certain things have gone in my love life and how I have um, put myself out there in certain aspects where I shouldn't have put, my, put myself out there where I've looked a certain way or I felt a certain way. And it was because of, you know, how I grew up and stuff like that. And, I, you know, my relationship with my mother and stuff. And it was to the point where I got an emotion. <laughs> I got a little emotional. And it was funny because, you know, I talked about, you know, on the podcast before how my mom is a little, you know, hard or whatever. You know, she's a she's a hard woman. You know, I didn't really get a lot of love and affection from my mom and stuff like that. So at that point when I got emotional or whatever... <laughs> 
it's funny because like even when it happened, I started la- I started laughing in my mind, even though I was crying and physically that <laughs> I could tell it made my mom uncomfortable. It made her so uncomfortable that she was like, you know, what I'm saying, well, you know, what I'm saying go ahead and get yourself together and then call me back after you get yourself together. <laughs> And I didn't take it personal because I already understood, you know what I'm saying? I understood, you know, who she is and our relationship, our dynamic and stuff. But (coughs) 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 like I said, it's been a minute since I smoked the cigar. (coughs) But, yeah, it made her uncomfortable. And. You know, with me getting emotional and stuff. And she was like, you know what I'm saying? Call her back after I get myself together. <laughs> so, after I had my moment or whatever, I didn't, I, I wind up not calling her back. Because at that point, like, after, you know what I'm saying, I let out what I needed to let out verbally and you know emotionally you know with you know crying and stuff you know i just went about my day so like i guess it was a few minutes later like she ended up calling me back and then we started having more conversation about you know some of the things that i said to her and stuff like that and it was interesting because i wind up it it wound up being confirmed to me how my mom always saw me as a man. And it kind of confirmed to me also how some women see men, particularly black men. Anytime I talk about men and women, I'm always talking about black men or women because that's the only dynamic that I know. So, it kind of confirmed to me that my mom sees me the way a lot of black women see a lot of black men when it comes to vulnerability and the just in terms of relationships and romantic relationships and stuff like that. And it was it was it got to the point where when we start uh, conversing even more that. I felt like that I was trying to prove my humanity to my mother. You know what I'm saying? You know, as a man, I was trying to, excuse me, sorry. I was trying to prove my humanity as a man to my mother. And I know my mother my mother loves me and all that other good stuff. I already know that. There's no question about that. But. It just shows and it confirmed to me that the dynamics of, you know, with the things that people go on, the peop the things that happen in people's lives that shapes their perceptions of other people, particularly black women and their perception of black men. And a lot of black women don't look at black men as humans. They don't. I mean, I know some people will disagree with it, but this is coming from my point of view, my thoughts right now. And like I said, I felt as though that I was trying to, I felt as though that I had to prove my humanity to my mother. You know what I'm saying? 
And it got to the point where I finally felt comfortable that she understood where I was coming from. Like, you know what I'm saying? She was she was speaking a lot in terms of, you know, women and how they see things, how they feel and stuff like that. And it got to the point, you know, where I was trying to prove my humanity and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know what I'm saying? I was telling her, like, you know, I've always wanted love and affection. You know what I'm saying? This is the things that I know that I deserve. And I don't feel as though that I should be trying to push or prove myself to a woman that I deserve these things. But it got to the point where I felt as though she understood. You know what I'm saying? And in the midst of that conversation, after the conversation or whatever, we started having even more conversations through text. Um... You know, the initial conversation was actually on the phone, but the other conversations were through text. And it was kind of to the point where I didn't feel scared anymore to actually tell my mother how I feel. I've never had any problem. Like I said, I never had any problems speaking my mind or anything like that. But it will all when it comes to people that I care and love about, it will come in waves. And sometimes it will come in bigger waves than, you know, more steadier waves you know because i was always holding stuff back and worrying about hurting people's feelings or being afraid if if people will understand me and stuff like that but it got to the point where i just didn't even care no more like you are going to like not even just direct it at my mom but like saying you you are going to understand well not even you going to understand because I know you can't make nobody understand where you're coming from or how you feel and stuff like that. But I'm not going to hold back anymore how I feel and what I'm going through and stuff like that. So it got to the point where I felt as though that she understood where I was coming from, you know. But I also understood where she was coming from. I also like from I remember like growing up from the days from high school when I started even having girls in my life or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I've always gotten attention from from girls and stuff, women as I got older and stuff like that. But she but it 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 showed me that she always had this perception of me that was totally wrong. You know what I'm saying? People always assume that because, you know, I'm um, good looking and stuff like that, that I was a play. I was running the streets and stuff like that. But no, I've always wanted to just have one person to have love and affection. I, I know what I want. Um, I knew what I want, you know, but I've it's been times where I self-sabotaged it. Or I was afraid of it and stuff like that. So I was always, I, I've never been quiet about going through abandonment issues, neglect, and all that other stuff emotionally, mentally and emotionally. You know what I'm saying? But it was never a thing where I just had girls running in and out the house and all that other stuff like that or whatever. I've always been the type of person where I've always wanted one person. I wanted that love and affection that I didn't get. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times I overcompensated and stuff like that. I I let I, I, one thing that I noticed with getting back on social media was that shit with the red flag, red flag stuff. And 
I let a lot of red flags, you know, just blindly go past me. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I played my part in that. You know, I self-sabotaged some stuff. I had my fears and my worries and my anxieties and stuff. So it wasn't a thing where somebody was just doing something to me. You know what I'm saying? It was a thing where I played a, I played a part in this. You know what I'm saying? Everybody plays a role in in their mess, in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Not just mess, but in their lives, period. But just in the midst of me taking a break for Mercury Retrograde and stuff like that, I had to to re reintroduce myself to this to these lessons of you know what i'm saying that i've i've worried and put myself in a position to, to be concerned too much about people's perceptions of me and their and their projections you know what i'm saying and it wasn't a thing where i fully accepted myself and just let you know let what be just be so you know it it was it was it was a great lesson, even though it was hella stressful and frustrating. I'm not going to lie about that. It was definitely, definitely hella frustrating and <laughs> and stressful. But, you know, what I'm saying it is what it is. And then, like, you know, just speaking about the podcast and worrying about what people thought about the things that I was saying and shit and having to deal with certain shit and stuff. And it's to the point where I'm just fucking tired of worrying about you know the things I say and how it's going, how how people uh, when I know that people are misinterpreting things and they're pro- you know they're projecting their insecurities on me and stuff like that. Because I'll say it again, I got a big ass heart, and when it comes to people that I love and care about, I'm extremely loyal. Sometimes too fucking loyal, but I'm just not. You know, I'm I'm just done with dealing with complicated relationships friends family lovers all that that shit you know what i'm saying uh, i'm just tired of it uh, i'm fucking tired of trying to explain myself and even when i don't have to explain myself from people confronting me i'm still explaining myself to myself on whether i should say certain things or shouldn't i've said this and that you know what i'm saying all that bullshit I'm fucking tired of it because when I was when I was hella confident and when I was on the run, when people was noticing the podcast, when I was doing what I felt that I needed to do, I was living in my purpose and all that with the podcast and the blog and, and all that. I felt totally comfortable. I felt myself. But you know what I'm saying? I'm human. So I let these things. I internalized these things. I took these things personally, the things that was coming back to me, and I let it just take me totally off track. Totally off track. I'm tired of having to worry about if I'm on good terms with somebody and stuff like that because I know that I've never been the type of person who have ill intentions, you know, particularly for people that I care about and I love, that I have relationships with or connections with. You know what I'm saying? If you just an average person on the street, yeah, I'll have the the natural the natural the natural law of care for you. 
But other than that, I'm not really stressing over what you think about me and all that other stuff. I'm tired of, you know what I'm saying, like all the work that I've been doing over the past few years going to therapy and all that other stuff. I'm tired of holding back and shrinking myself to make other people feel comfortable based off of their insecurities and shit. It's one thing to have a conversation when, you know what I'm saying, when I know I've done something wrong. And I know there's plenty of stuff that I may have overstepped. You know what I'm saying? I've said the wrong things. I used the wrong words and stuff like that. I mean, I'm a communications major. I have my bachelor's degree in communications. So I understand the things that I may have done wrong. And I I have no problem taking responsibility in that. But it got to the point where I was just being too worried about other people as opposed to myself. All right, let me light this cigar back up. I got a clip for y'all that has to do with some of the things that I've just said. It kind of, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, like, um, today the, 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 it was bubbling inside me to record. Like, the juices was flowing. (laughs) Um, but. Let me play this clip and we'll keep the show going. Damn, I'm almost an hour through and I got so much to go. (laughs) I I just said I wasn't going to do a two-hour show on the first show back, but let me just do what I got to do. All right, let me play this clip. Let's go. funny because it was it was something like you know i've been watching you for a while and it's something that i wanted to, to uh talk to you about we'll, mm-hmm. di- we'll dive into it offline but the idea for me is um i i, I painted myself into a corner with will smith mm-hmm. right and i realized that you know we all we have our childhood traumas and we have our experiences and then we all create these characters that are going to be our characters that defend us in the world. Ooh. There's certain things we can't do, there's certain things we can't say, mm-hmm. certain ways we react if people do stump, something and we create a character that we go out into the world with. Then that character wins some things for us. It's like, oh, we we succeed by behaving this way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then what happens, you get to a point where it stops working as well. And the reason that it stops working is because it's not true. Really? It's not really who you are. Mm -hmm. And then you get backed into a corner. It stops working. Now, the question is, are you going to be courageous enough and are you going to be brave enough to kill, essentially, the character that you've created and are you gonna have the courage to live as who you really are mm. you know and it's like i've been watching you for a while and that's what i was i was like that was one of the things i wanted to talk to you about i can see the 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 mechanism happening in your mind you're seeing charlemagne the god as separate from you absolutely 100%. and i was like and i was like i want to i want i can see um i looked at a little bit of your book too and i was like you you know i i want you to know who you really are is enough 
that the Thank character you. can die. You can see the evolution. Because yes. I always said I never die. wanted to be a caricature of myself. Right. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I just finished reading this book called The Unapologetic, the Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. And the, the woman, Rita Walker, said we have to be willing to let go of who we want people to think yes, we are. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a really different thing. And it's so hard to let go of the characters what people and, want and to what see. people want to see. And because also those characters saved your life when you were young. Right. Yes. Those ideas saved your life. And made you money. And they made you money. You know, so letting go of that and having the courage to really be who you are in the world and it's it's like it's terrifying will should be a motivational (laughs) 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 that was a clip from um the breakfast club of course um will smith and martin was on the breakfast club when they was uh promoting the bad boys three and it was crazy because as soon as i started getting back on social media i came across that clip and it encapsulated everything that i was going through like I've spent so much of my life, you know, trying to present myself a certain way so certain people can like me, certain people can love me, so I can receive something from people. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I always show, I try to show this this aspect of me being the good guy, the nice guy or whatever, which I am, but I went a little bit too overboard. And I let people step over boundaries or whatever you know what i'm saying the boundaries that i should have been putting in place and i let people step over them let people use me i let people get away with talking shit about me and all that other stuff because i wanted people to basically accept me to love me and stuff like that you know what i'm saying this is the childhood traumas that i've gone through that i held on to you know what i'm saying like Will was talking about that character. I had a person in my mind of who I should be in order to receive what I've been craving, what I've been fucking craving. But that shit still, it it was good for a moment, but it it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, and I was getting tired of it. <laughs> I was getting fucking tired of it. I'm tired of people worrying about how people coming to me telling me um this way they want me this way and all this other stuff they want me to do this they want me to do that or if if i'm not doing this and that and whatever then all this shit is just boiling inside of me and then i i burst out and you know what i'm saying i got this rage towards them then they looking at me this way as an angry person and all this other stuff this is how my life went so it's to the point now where i'm just i'm i'm about to be 40 years old I'm about to be 40 years old. I don't feel like I'm 40 years old. I don't look like I'm 40 years old. And it's like, I was in a gym a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I've always, like, I've, I've always talked about my insecurities relating around depression and anxiety and stuff. When I was in the gym, I looked at myself in the mirror. And I wasn't looking at my body. I was looking directly in my eyes and I was finally comfortable, but I was only, but in my mind at that moment, I was saying to myself, I'm comfortable with myself physically. But then I said to myself, there's no way I can feel comfortable with myself physically and not feel comfortable with myself internally. 
So then I was having a, a tug of war with myself in that moment where I was saying to myself, I'm still stuck into the habits or I'm still stuck into holding on to that character, which is the internal person. And I'm still looking at myself as I'm not good enough. But while I'm looking at myself in this mirror right now, I feel I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? What? Where's the, (laughs) where's the, where's the cutoff point? Where's the cutoff point where I have to release this shit internally where I can, where I can totally tell myself, dirt, you looking at yourself in the mirror and you, and you feel comfortable. You finally looking at yourself and you like, I feel confident, but you know you can't feel confident physically without feeling confident internally. So what is it more that you have to do or tell yourself to reassure the internal aspect of yourself that is actually reinforcing this physical reflection that you actually looking at and that's why i will always say the the years that i've gone through depression and anxiety and stuff that a lot of that you know once i've gone to therapy and had the conversations and stuff like that that a lot of that is more so habits as i'm going through the healing process i'm going through the healing process and i'm healed in certain aspects, but I'm still stuck in these habits and these habits that I'm stuck in is reinforcing the internal insecurities, but they aren't reflecting that physical reflection that I'm, I'm seeing that I'm actually feeling. So it's like, I still got work to do and not, I don't know if it was the last episode, Grass or Green, or the one before, and I talked about how I, I've been so caught up into healing that it's taken me away from actually living. And me being so caught up into the healing part of my life and trying to make sure I'm 100% whole in that moment that I'm still missing out on actually living my life and, you know, experiencing things that will take me to the next level of healing. But, yeah, I thought that was a good clip. Yeah. (laughs) So, like I said, when I got back on social media, I ran into that clip. And I ran into a lot of shit when I got back on social media, which kind of, like, reinforced or... Um, put this whole episode together. That's why I will always say I've said this plenty of times on the podcast before that, like it's only God that like put this shit together because, and I don't mean to curse, but I curse. But 
I don't I don't do this. You know what I'm saying? This is just not me. This is, you know, it's God moving through me because some of this stuff, I'd be surprised at myself when a lot of this stuff lines up together. So I came across this post. <clears throat> and like I said, I was taking my social media break doing Mercury Retrograde. And I came across this post on um, on one of the pages that I follow. And it was talking about particularly Instagram. And it says, imagine if Instagram closed. Imagine if Instagram and social media closed every day at 6 p.m. like a shop or office. We will be forced to meet up and speak to each other in real life, to be present with our families, to work out, to go outside, to read, to make art, music, etc. And this was um, Jonah Hill that was saying this. And there was like multiple uh, quotes throughout this. I don't know if he did it like an interview or if it was like a a speaking engagement or what. But the second part of it says, stop being fooled by Instagram. Trust me, nobody is a nobody is as successful as Instagram makes them look and nobody is as pretty as filters make them seem. The only healthy and worthwhile comparison is you yesterday versus you. Focus on that. We aren't social. We aren't. Social media is using us. Social media has made perfect look achievable. So now real has become undesirable. Expecting perfection from life, friends, your partner, your career, and from yourself is the enemy of happiness. Instead of perfection, search for balance, contentment, fulfillment, and progress. I'm not surprised that youngsters, I'm not surprised that youngsters who binge on alcohol, spend hours scrolling through Instagram, consume so much negative news, survive on junk food and live off caffeine are getting more anxious. Disregarding your mental and physical diet is the definition of self-harm. Faking is actually fucking you. Too many people are completely broke. Because their Instagram lifestyle is too expensive to maintain. Forget, fake it till you make it. And remember to save it till you make it. You have to care more about you, about how you feel in real life than how strangers feel about you online. An honest message to all youngsters. The most convincing sign that someone is truly living their best life is their lack of desire to show the world that they are living their best life. Your best life won't seek validation. And I resonated with that so fucking much just based off of the break that I took from social media. And it it showed me so much how destructive Instagram is, how destructive and triggering Instagram is and can be to my life personally. It definitely can cause anxiety. It definitely can cause depression it definitely can cause you to feel like you aren't worthy it definitely will cause you to push yourself to the point where you're trying to seek validation from people you don't know from people you don't have a relationship with from people that don't give a fuck about you (laughs) you know and i'm just like damn and i think 
I thank God for for this 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 time that I had, you know, because it it just showed me so fucking much. Like the time that I took off of social media was so peaceful. It was so peaceful. I wasn't worried about nobody but myself. Nobody but myself. Granted, I still had my insecurities or whatever, and I still had to deal with the the ups and downs of those insecurities and stuff like that. But with me not being on social media, not popping up on Instagram and scrolling and stuff, helped tremendously. Helped tremendously. And I got another clip for you that has to deal with that. We, we do what's called sensory deceleration. Mm. So we are very overstimulated at this point. Yes, we are. With so much of the social media, um, just life moving, seems like it's moving faster. Life isn't moving faster, but it seems that way mm-hmm. based on just our attention always being somewhere. I mean, like we talked just off air for a second. Mm-hmm. All the choices, like if you get on Netflix, I can scroll my life away before I even make a choice Mm -hmm. about what movie I'm going to watch. And then I'll end up watching the same movie that I already know about. (laughs) I did all that scrolling to just go back to what I already watched before. I laughed because I did that last night. Yeah. (laughs) So even on um, Instagram, like, or Facebook, you, I I call it scroll paralysis. Mm -hmm. When you're just stuck scrolling. Yeah. Or you you find that you scroll your life away, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's this stimulus that your brain has not been able to adapt to take in this amount of information. And most of the information is dropping. You're not even absorbing that information. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's another, it's a digital trauma in a sense because it's overwhelming to your nervous system. It's too much, too fast, too soon. Yes. Um, when I was done with my uh, social media break, and I started, you know, venturing back so on. on uh, sorry, that was the next clip. But <clears throat> when I started venturing back on social media, I I went back on Twitter first because, like I said, Instagram just ain't for me that right now. It's just not for me. But that clip was talking about scroll paralysis, and you just keep scrolling, you just keep scrolling, just keep scrolling. And it had me thinking about even before I took the break or whatever, how, you know, I would be on social media and just be scrolling, 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 and then refresh and scroll again, scroll again, scroll again, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Scroll, just keep scrolling. It's like you're trying to stimulate yourself in some way. You're trying to see what's going on. You're sitting in the house or you're sitting around doing nothing or whatever, but you're trying to stimulate yourself. You're trying to see what, what everybody else is doing to get you going or whatever. And then, But it's, then it's making you feel bad or whatever. And then it's like even like when when people they out they doing stuff having a good time or they're working stuff and all that just doing whatever they not concentrating on social media at the moment they doing something else not just sitting around they doing something else but then they but then we be like I'm say we because I'm in this this equation too they say we I'm going to say I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break for what I'm doing and I'm going to get on social media. That ain't no break. (laughs) We 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 programmed our minds to think that getting on social media is a break. 
but it's just another stimulus. We we done with working or we we want to take a break from working or we tired of working or whatever, but then we get on social media. That's not no break. That's just stimulating our mind even more. That's us trying to find something else to get our to get our our mind going, our nervous system going. We talk a lot about our mind and our emotional aspect, but we don't never talk about how all that is linked to our nervous system. The nervous system. The key word with that is nervous. Nervous system. So what does that mean? It stimulates our nerves. So we sitting here talking about something. I'm going to take a break. Let me get on social media. No. We just looking for another stimulant. That's just like shit. I'm done with alcohol. I'm done drinking or whatever. I'm done drinking, but we still smoking that weed. We still getting we still getting the stimulant. You know what I'm saying? We done with weed. We done with weed, <laughs> but we jump to drinking. We done with drinking, but we jump to weed. It's just another stimulant. You see what I'm saying? It's just all stimulants for the nervous system. And I gotta say, like. That Like I said, that first week, I took the social media break. I kept picking up my phone, pe- kept picking up my phone, kept picking up my phone. <laughs> so it's like, even when I got back on social media or whatever, it got to the point where I was scrolling. But because I took that break, I ain't need to scroll that much. I already got into a different habit where I was doing reading. I was working out. I was meditating. Shit, I was just taking a nap. Sit in silence. Go out. Do something. You know what I'm saying? You have to change the stimulations of the nervous system, of your mind, your emotional. That's all connected. You have to change it to something that's more productive or conducive to growth and evolution you know what i'm saying well let me move on to the next clip let me pull this up all right this next clip is about three minutes long but it's a good one it's a good one all right let me play it So we're humans. We naturally have emotions. We're supposed to feel, you know, and if you're not naturally expressing them, it doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It means that it's something that you just need to address. Mm -hmm. I think people feel like therapy means I have a problem. I think not going to therapy means you have a problem, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like it could just be open dialogue. You understanding more of who you are and how to improve areas you know, finding new areas. I find so many new things about me when I speak to my therapist. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that, you know? And then there's times where she's just, I'm just like, oh, I have to get better at this. And she's like, well, wait a minute, you're so great at this. Or, you know, you have time. Like, it just allows me to see life differently and kind of slow down because social media will have you feeling like, oh my God, I might as well kill myself because Mm. I don't add up to all these people, you know? And so... It balances you out. It keeps you centered. It helps you affirm yourself. Back then, for me, I had deep-rooted issues from my childhood that I didn't know were still an issue because I'm not a child anymore, mm. you know, and I'm not still Give in the situation. So um, me being upset with my mom for not being there, 
okay? I don't deal with that anymore because I'm not with her anymore. But if I feel like there's someone in my life that could possibly leave me, I don't even connect with that person. Mm. That's called abandonment issues. Wow. You know, so up, I'm not going to give them an opportunity to feel anything because, because I think I like you or I'm attached to you and I know how that feels, you're never going to be next to me. You're never, you're never going to break this wow. wall, you know? And so that's not a problem to identify, but it is a problem because I can't really connect. You know, I'm stopping stuff before it even starts. I used to date that way. Mm. I used to like try to purposely sabotage the relationship wow. and be like, just don't like me. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you still like me after I did this? Like what's wrong with you? You know, it's just like me saying, oh yeah, it didn't work out, you know? When it's really me saying, I'm just too afraid to get to know them, for them to get mm. to know me and then become something. And then they leave me. And then now I feel how I felt as a kid again. Mm. You know, no one ever wants that. Whatever that childhood feeling was when mm. we were hurt, no one ever wants to feel that. So I couldn't debunk that myself. I needed a therapist to help me understand this is where that comes from. Gotcha. And you're still in therapy to this day? 100%. I think I'll be until I die. Mm. And I'm okay with saying that, yeah. you know, like yeah. I love it every week. I'm with my therapist, even if it's just, so what happened this week? And then she'd be like, wait a minute, that's how you handle that. Or let's go back to that because you kind of ran through that and you should have felt something when you said that. Mm, so you get a chance to reflect on everything that yes. goes on through our life. Yes. Instead of like it, like piling up yeah. until it becomes a thing. Yes. It's just like a, how are you doing? You know? And then it's their professional job to, to know voice changes and body language. And my therapist will say, wait a minute, that triggered you. You sat up when, you know, I asked you that, or you sat down or you looked that way and let's talk about that. And then mm. I'm like, you know what? That did actually bother me this week. I just didn't have time to deal with it because I was busy and you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to put it behind me. And then we did, we literally deal with it. Wow. And so it never becomes an issue again. And so therapy is just much more than I have an issue and I need you to fix me. Yeah, that was a good um, that was a good clip. And um, a lot of the things that she said in that I've been saying for a while, <laughs> um, although I don't look at it as if you're not going to therapy that you what it say? What the headline say? It says, I think not going to therapy means you have a problem. I don't necessarily look at it like that. I feel like everybody should go to therapy. I feel like everybody could benefit from therapy, some form of therapy. Um, But I feel like you have to be ready for therapy because there's a lot of people out here that feel as though that a lot of people out here don't believe in change. A lot of people out here don't believe that people can change, don't believe that they can change within themselves. But I feel like that is just a fearful thing. I feel like that is a self-sabotage type situation where they look at it like they can't change or they're afraid to see what will happen if they change or if they if they change how people in their life will accept them and stuff like that not realizing that, you know what I'm saying, that the people might embrace them or the people who that fall off that, you know what I'm saying, they weren't meant to go along this new journey that you have. Um, but, yeah, the self-abandonment stuff, I mean, the abandonment issues and all that other stuff, that stuff is real. That stuff is real. Like, people, uh, 
self-sabotage relationships because they're afraid people self-sabotage relationships because of the pattern that they've gone through in their life. I feel like a lot of us are adults, but we are living, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us are adults physically and in, in age, but it's a lot of us that are just still that little child that experienced that initial trauma and but we're just presented in an adult body. I mean, I truly believe that. I, I truly believe that because I've experienced that. I experienced that with myself and I experienced that with people that I've had relationships with. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like you have to be ready for therapy. You have when I when I finally just broke down and was like, I need therapy. It was because I got tired of being sick and tired (laughs) i got tired of being sick and tired i got tired of dealing with the same things that i was dealing with i was tired of feeling the same ways that i was feeling i was tired of thinking the same way i was tired i knew that i i i was worthy of more i knew that i was better than what i was experiencing i was knew i was better of what i was putting out there to other people i knew i was better you know what i'm saying i knew i was better i knew i deserved better so yeah um like i said you have to be ready for therapy you have to acknowledge that you have a problem and you have to accept it in order to go forward with that aspect of your life the the push through and go to therapy and stuff and like i've said plenty of times going to therapy just ain't about you know your childhood traumas and like what was show like what was said in that video was that you know what i'm saying you just talk about what's going on in your week and how you process it you learn how to process certain things in your week and then the therapist is there to 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 help you affirm yourself and show you that, you know, even though you may be still stuck in this pattern, but you have to give yourself kudos or give yourself a props or affirm yourself in the, in the progress that you are making. You know what I'm saying? Because we are all works in progress. Nobody is never going to be 100% hold to so the time you die is the time that you are going to keep working on yourself because you are going to keep experiencing different things the more and more that you grow and evolve the more and more you're going to experience different things it's just like a, you going up the stairs just like if if you since we always so focus on the physical aspect of things for for my folks who work out or whatever you work out you have to up that weight at some point you can't keep doing that same 20 pounds all the. you can't keep lifting that 20 pounds all the time you got to go up to 30 pounds because you've plateaued you plateaued at that 20 pounds you got to go up to 30 pounds it's time to grow it's time to experience something different it's time to see where you're at you know what i'm saying it's time to go further it's 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 time (laughs) oh man where we at all right let me let me move away from this stuff and we about to get into the blackity black woke segment i through the midst of me going through the outline and just thinking about recording again and stuff i said to myself i'm not going to spend too much time on the blackity black woke segment because you know what based off of the past 
few episodes that I've done, you know what this 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 portion of the 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 segment of the podcast is is about the vaccine and all that other bullshit. So, um, but now let me just reiterate once again. You know what I'm saying when I was talking about um, you know um, overcompensating, um, you know trying to prove yourself to people and stuff like that. You know, and just using myself as an example. Like I always already said, I got a big heart and all that other stuff and. The people that I care and love about, the people that I have relationships and connections with, you know what I'm saying? It's been plenty of times where I've overcompensated in trying to, you know, um, do too much in order to receive love from that person or whatever. Those acts of service, acts of service, you know, acts of service where I was trying to love too hard and trying to push and stuff like that. And we all do it. We all do it at some point, you know. You know, it's a lot of people out here that act like they hard and whatever. You know what I'm saying? I've I spent a lot of, of my years trying to act hard or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I have that aspect to me, but when it comes down to it, I'm a softie. I love love. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's a lot of things that we got to unlearn, you know what I'm saying? The childhood traumas, things that, you know, like I said, a lot of us are children in adult bodies. And it's a lot of things that we have to unlearn, you know. We overextend ourselves, we overcompensate, and it's not natural. It's not natural, you know. We have to understand everybody is not going to like us, everybody's not going to connect with us and stuff like that. And we just got to keep it moving, got to keep going direct how to keep going direct you know these things from the past will come up in our everyday life you know what i'm saying as much as we want to be present and say you know what i'm saying forget the past and all that other stuff the past is very much part of our present all right let me move on to the blackity black woke segment oh and let me just say this let me say this then then i'll move on <laughs> um a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, we'll beat ourselves up for things that we've done or things that we didn't do and stuff like that. And we have to stop beating ourselves up. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us aren't bad people. There are bad people out here. But we have to understand a lot. A lot of us aren't bad people. We just allowed a lot of these wounds and this trauma and stuff to dictate how we direct our lives. You know what I'm saying? We've become, like Will Smith said, we've become these characters and we've gone throughout our lives as these characters based off of these unhealed wounds and these traumas and stuff. All right. Um, let me see. That work is important. That therapy, whatever you whatever you feel you need to do for yourself, that that stuff is important, you know. Um, time doesn't heal all wounds. It, you know what I'm saying? It just takes takes away from the the freshness of it. You think about the physical aspect when you got a scab on your arm, you pick that scab, you just opening that wound up again or whatever. You're not leaving it alone and letting it heal, you know what I'm saying? You gotta let things heal. You gotta do the work to let, you know. You got to do the work to heal in order to let those wounds 
fully heal. Because if you keep picking with it and stuff like that, then you keep going, keep going back to it, keep going back to it, and not really letting it heal, then it's just letting the, it's just making the process more strenuous. But um, let me read this quote to start off the blackity black woke segment. Um, this is a quote from Malcolm X. You have to be very careful introducing the truth to the black man who has never previously heard the truth about himself. The black brother is so brainwashed that he may reject the truth when he hear when he first hears it. You have to drop a little bit on him at a time. And wait a while to let that sink in before advancing to the next step. And that's from Malcolm X. Okay, let's get into the blackity black woke segment. You know what I'm saying? I got to talk about this vaccine and shit. And let me reiterate from the start before anybody start getting into the emotions instead of really processing the things that I say and getting into, you know, their emotions off of what they hearing from the media. My parents are vaccinated. My brother is vaccinated. My sister-in-law is vaccinated. I got I know plenty of people who are vaccinated, plenty of people that I love and care about. So it's not a thing. of I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Stop that bullshit. Stop that bullshit where you being lazy and and saying the shit that you hearing on the media because that's bullshit. We in the point now where it ain't trust the science. It's now trust the system. <laughs> People ain't trusting the science. They trust in the system. Well, let me get through this real quick. You know what I'm saying? They keep talking about this herd immunity, but it's herd mentality. Herd mentality. A lot of this shit is herd mentality. This ain't got nothing to do with herd immunity. So, I mean, you remember when Kanye said that slavery is a choice. This is exactly what he was fucking talking about. This shit going on with this COVID-19 and this vaccine and shit. This is us choosing to be slaves to this shit. Choosing to be slaves to this shit. COVID has been around for years. This ain't nothing new. COVID has been around for years, years, years. (laughs) This shit has been on the Lysol can for years, years, years. There's just a new form of it that they using to make people fear and to push whatever agenda that they pushing. So. Like I said, you got a lot of people out here being lazy and just spewing shit out here that the media the media is saying what they hearing on the media but the mainstream media is is fucking bad social media is just as bad there are agendas attached to this shit if you don't know about something research it but don't speak on it We got this shit, you know what I'm saying? They talk about the science, the doctors, and 
the people out here saying that the scientists and the doctors out here talking about some uh the vaccine this vaccine that covid this covid that but you don't never hear no none of the scientists and the doctors that's speaking against it why is that because the media is making sure that you don't hear it <laughs> it's all censorship man You can do, like I've always been saying, you make whatever choice you want to make for your life. But it's just crazy that people are out here trying to shame other people for making choices for their lives. But it's always the people who is using, that's being lazy about looking up stuff for themselves, researching, or just following behind what somebody else is telling them. As if we can, as if the government has been holy holier than thou <laughs> for centuries with shit I don't even know how much I even want to get into this shit because it's just like even with getting back on social media I've just been saying the same old bullshit people just <laughs> people just speaking what they hearing on on the news or whatever and all that other stuff it's just this shit is just it's exhausting, honestly. It's just like, whatever, man. Just let me do what I want to do and you do what I you do what you gonna do. And just leave it at that. But for some reason it can't be that way. You know what I'm saying? People wanna be lazy and, and spew these arguments like well, you got vaccines when you was a kid and all this other stuff, nigga. I wasn't making that choice when i was a kid now i have the ability to make the choice so let me make that choice and just leave it alone you got people out here with these lazy ass arguments talking about some um how you going so hard for this but you're not going hard for everything else how are you thinking that you can tell me what i can be passionate about what i want to fight for in my life and all this other stuff. A lot of times people just be projecting the shit. They they feel in a certain type of way because somebody they they taking it personal and internalized that somebody is going against them, man. If I don't want to get the vaccine, just let that be my choice. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? If I wanna if I wanna smoke a cigar, if I wanna drink, if I wanna have a drink, that that is my choice. Yeah, it may be bad, but I'm making the choice and like I have the same ability to make the fucking choice that I don't want to take the vaccine. It's a, like I always said, ignorance is bliss, man. A lot of people don't want to know the truth because then they'll be sitting there feeling as though they made the wrong decision or they're going to look a certain way to other people and stuff like that. You got people out here talking this stuff about some get vaccinated, get vaccinated or whatever, or you lose your job or whatever. But then in turn, they saying that you should wear masks because masks are protecting you. So if the masks are so strong and protecting me, then why do I need to get vaccinated? If the mask uh, is just as protective as the vaccine then why do i need to get vaccinated i mean it's just a lot of this shit is just 
they be contradicting themselves all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? You have this stuff going on recently. The FDA saying that five five year olds between eleven year olds can get the vaccination now. But then you have a ninety nine point nine seven survival rate of that age group of COVID nineteen. So why do they need to get the vaccine vaccine? And then you have already where you see a lot of teenagers and young adults or whatever experiencing heart issues and dying from those heart issues because of getting the vaccine. And then recently you had Colin Powell passing away and they were saying that he was fully vaccinated. They even reported that his wife had COVID-19. So if you got two people that was vaccinated, caught COVID-19, but then you coming out talking about some, (laughs) you talking about some vaccinated people dying from COVID doesn't mean vaccines don't work. I mean, once, once that happened, once Colin Powell passed away and his family family reported that he was vac- vaccinated, the news networks was going crazy. They was like scrambling to get the information together in order to combat that shit. And they were saying that, you know what I'm saying, he already had other health issues. But it's crazy, like, they're accepting other health issues when people are dying. But even before the vaccine came out, and people were dying from, quote unquote, dying from the COVID-19, they wasn't taking into account their pre-existing conditions. And then you got, back in 2019, it was reported, pharmaceutical and tech companies, big banks and energy giants are among Congress's favorite stocks. These figures are from lawmakers' most recent financial disclosures released in May 2019. You got on here the top companies, Apple, Microsoft, Bank of America, AT&T, Pfizer, Walt Disney, General General Electric, and Johnson & Johnson. A lot of these congressmen are getting paid off of the vaccines being produced and paid for by the government to be shipped out to us to get vaccinated. And I've been saying for years, this is a money play. This is a fucking money play. And now you got these boosters going out. And it's to the point now where the FDA is saying that You can get a booster other than the initial vaccine that you got. So you mix some cocktails for people to put in their body. <laughs> I was watching Law and Order on the Peacock Network network, and there was an episode, like an old episode, and they was talking about COVID. They was talking about SARS coronavirus. 
they said it on the episode SARS coronavirus was going on. And this was way before 2019. <laughs> this was an old episode. I was going to play the clip, but I um I forgot to save it on my phone. But SARS coronavirus, like I said, has been around for years. This ain't nothing new. This ain't nothing new. But the way the masses of the public go, we we don't look up shit for ourselves. We basically believe whatever's being told to us. And they just ran with it. They played off of people's emotions. And got people to do whatever agenda that they pushing out there. And I recently talked about a couple of episodes ago about the um, Dr. Fauci and the gain of function, gain of function research in Wuhan and how it was reported that he had something to do with the creation of COVID-19, the new version of the SARS coronavirus that we're dealing with today. And back in October, it was it was stamped that it was true that Dr. Fauci violated the requirements of that gain of function, which which says that he was part of the creation of COVID-19. That's what I'm saying, man. This is a money play. This is whatever agenda that they got going on. You got the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. Um, she was saying on the COVID, the COVID vaccine boosters, quote, we have not yet changed the definition of fully vaccinated. I'm going to read this again. We have not yet changed the definition of fully vaccinated. We will continue to look at this. We may need to update our definition of fully vaccinated in the future. They changed the definition of vaccine. They literally changed the definition of vaccine and they changed the. They are in the process of changing the definition of fully vaccinated. Remember, before the vac vaccine came out, before they started talking about this. They were saying that the vaccine will 100 percent prevent COVID-19. And then as the time went along, when they start producing the vaccine and giving it to people and they started having, as I've said on plenty of episodes before, quote unquote, breakthrough cases, they started changing the definition of vaccine and fully vaccinated. But people don't want to hear that. Because ignorance is bliss. People don't want to look up shit because all people was caring about was getting back to their quote unquote normal lives. Again, CDC director, U.S. may change definition of fully vaccinated as boosters roll out. Why is that? Because once these boosters start rolling out. Just like they're putting a mandate out for you to get vaccinated from either the Moderna, the Pfizer or the Johnson and Johnson. They're eventually going to start making mandates for these boosters. And this is why I said um, on previous episode that all these people out here that's getting vaccinated and that's having problem with people who was unvaccinated or quote unquote anti-vaxxers, that this is going to reach you at some point. 
And that's why we got to stop giving control to these politicians, these government agencies and all this other stuff, because sooner or later, it's going to reach you to the point where you're going to get affected by it. Because I've heard plenty of people who have gotten the vaccine already that say they don't want to get the boosters. But sooner or later, as long as we keep letting this shit fly, they're going to start mandating people to get these boosters every year. It was a article that came out in the Washington, Washington Post that said, you're not fully vaccinated. You never will be. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, because as long as they keep changing this definition of vaccinated and fully vaccinated, nobody is going to ever be considered fully vaccinated because they're going to push people and mandate people mandate, which is not a law mandate is not a law. They're going to mandate people to get this boosters, these boosters. But because people who want to just continue going on with their lives and just thinking everything's sweet and not caring about nothing, they want to go out and party and travel and all this other stuff. You're not taking this serious. We giving up our our freedoms, our natural laws, our natural law is what. Is our God-given rights. If you are into whatever religion you in, you a Christian, Muslim, whatever, and you believe in God, then you know you have a natural law. There's a natural law to this life that we live. But we giving up this natural law that we've been given by the God that we believe in to Man-made individuals. It says. Fully vaccinated person means a person who 14 days prior received a second dose of a two dose series or 14 days prior of a single dose vaccine. A person is not fully vaccinated until this time period of 14 days from the last date of the requirement. Additionally, after three months from the last dose, a person is no longer considered to be fully vaccinated person. Let me read that last sentence again. Additionally, after three months, after three months from the last dose, a person is no longer considered to be fully vaccinated person. So all these people who got the vaccine from the beginning, Y'all ain't even considered fully vaccinated no more. And this is something that has been recently changed. That's what I'm saying, man. Come on. We got to wake up, man. Vaccine used to be defined as substances that provides immunity to a specific disease. Now, Merriam-Webster has literally changed the definition of vaccine and removed the immunity portion in order to possibly cover for the fact that the COVID vaccines don't actually provide immunity for COVID. We went from before the vaccines came out that the vaccines will be 100 percent in preventing people from catching the COVID-19 virus to 70 percent 60 percent 40 percent now we gotta get boosters this is 
This is classic cognitive dissonance. Explaining things away or rejecting new information that conflicts with their existing beliefs. A lot of us are walking around with with these with these uh, notions of the vaccine and the COVID-19 virus and all this other stuff and and just running with whatever the hell we see on CNN or MSNBC and all this other shit and looking at it like, well, they know best and trust the science and all this other stuff, not realizing that they censoring other doctors and all that other stuff that are speaking out against it. They had FDA FDA head FDA scientists that was working on the boosters that didn't want to put the boosters out because they knew it wasn't effective. Quit. Quit. It was in the news. Quit. COVID-19 survival rates, zero to 19 years, 99.997%. 20 to 49 years, 99.98%. 50 to 69 years, 99.5%. 70 plus years, 94.9, Survival rates without the vaccine. Damn, I wish I, I, I would have kept that damn clip. Because it was funny because the clip from the Law & Order Jump episode the doctor that was on the episode and yeah i know it was a tv show i know all y'all people out there who want to just just debate and argue with everything that goes against what y'all have done and all that other stuff i know it's a tv show but everything you see on tv and the movies is shit that already happened was already going on we just oblivious to it but the doctor on that jones said the SARS SARS coronavirus is nothing but a stronger flu that with the right treatment you can survive from. People are running more to going to get the vaccine than to taking care of their every their everyday health and their immunity. As if God didn't give you the <laughs> the natural immunity to fight against this shit. Oh man. We went from you won't get sick, catch COVID, to it prevents hospitalization, death, to to soon is going to be we expect more the vaccinated to die as efforts grow. (laughs) Come on, man. We got to stop this, man. We giving too much of our power up to niggas that don't give a fuck about us. New study provides robust evidence that COVID-19 is a seasonal infection so this we in fall right now we in fall we about to go into winter in a month and a half and you're gonna see the numbers and stuff probably going up and all this other stuff and they're gonna be pushing that vaccine even more the vaccine and the boosters that's their plan because people sitting here saying well this ain't no money play because we ain't got to pay for the vaccines. No, the government is paying for the vaccines. The government is paying for the vaccines. And like I already stated, a lot of these congressmen and a lot of these politicians and stuff are we already. And this is crazy because we already know this shit. A lot of the stuff we already know. But like I said, ignorance is bliss. We already know. 
the more and more the government buy up these vaccines and we get them, that's more and more money in their pocket as well as the company's pocket. We already seen these companies, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson and stuff, have issues with other products that they've put out over the years. But people are so embedded in their fear that they can't see nothing else. Moving on, let's talk about y'all, man, Biden. Man, Biden, yeah. Biden and Miss Chucks and Pearls and them more and more showing that they don't. Joe Biden, when he won the election, what did he say? African-Americans put him in the White House and that he going to look out for us. That's what he said, right? What they do. They give money to Asians. They give money to immigrants. Now, they trying to give money to the to the uh, Mexicans, Hispanics, Latinos, all that other stuff. They took money away from HBCUs, all that. And they giving money to everybody else except us. Giving money to the LGBTQ community, all of that. Fuck us. We got inflation going on right now. This has been the worst that I've seen the country going in since I've been like heavily into like paying attention to politics and stuff since uh, George Bush II was in office. This has been the worst it's ever been, like literally. The way inflation is going on, how they ain't giving no money to to our community they're giving money to everybody else gas prices going up uh grocery stores getting fucked up supply chain all that other stuff why and they trying to push this narrative that the supply chain and all this other stuff is happening because people need to get the vaccine and then the 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 ports and stuff are open back up no that ain't what happening they not reporting everything what's happening is those people on the port and those people in um, retail companies and stuff are quitting because they aren't getting paid a good wage, a livable wage. And they also quitting because of these mandates or they they getting fired because of these mandates. They keep trying to push this narrative about that all this stuff is happening because of COVID and people not getting the vaccine. No. That has something to do with it, yes. But it's also people ain't giving paid a living a livable wage. People don't want to get the vaccine. And people walking off the job. And people uh understanding their worth. And even when we was in the midst of this quote unquote pandemic, people started making money on their own without having to go to work. They keep talking about this pandemic, pandemic shit. If this was a real pandemic, everything would still be shut down. This ain't no real pandemic. If you go back in history and see real pandemics, shit was straight shut down. Uh, let me move on. Where I'm at. Um. 
Let me go to some uh, TV and movie reviews. TV and movie reviews. So, BMF series. The BMF series, man. 50 Cent on Stars. Man, that series is good. This is the first season. It's going good. I'm going to just run through this real quick. The BMF show is good. Check it out. It's entertaining. I know we talk about Blackity Black. Well, I talk about Blackity Black and all this other stuff and you know what I'm saying? The destruction of the community, drugs, and why we always seeing all this other stuff. But shit, it's the same thing on the white people. They show their mob movies and all this other stuff. But what it comes down to is just not getting caught up into the that whole narrative of staying there. You can enjoy the entertainment if you want to, but you just got to be strong-minded not to get caught up into it. What's funny is um, it was a show that I meant to check out, but I haven't checked out. Um, Ready for Love. It comes on. I think it comes on the OWN Network. I think it do. The reason I bring that show up is because I was approached by a casting director to be to audition for the show. <laughs> but I turned it down. I turned down. I turned it down. I didn't audition for it. This was a few months ago. Um and I, I meant to check it out to see what the show was about or whatever. But it's in it's in D.C. right now. It's supposed to be ready to love D.C., but I ain't check it out. So I, w- I guess I'll check it out at some point. But I, I just thought I'd bring that up. I thought it was funny that, you know, um, I got asked by a casting director to audition for it. <laughs> um, another show that I recently got into this week. Um, was a show called Love Life. It's on HBO Max. And if you have other means, if you ain't subscribed to HBO Max, you know, there's other means to watch the show. But, man, this show is good as shit, Love Life. It, the show is the show is, is, is real good because it, it reflects a lot of stuff when it comes to people's love lives and just their relationships, period, and how their relationships with their parents and stuff it, affects their love life and stuff like that i really fuck with this show it's on season two right now i finished season one earlier this week and i and i'm caught up on season two but man that is a good ass show i mean that show had me kind of like i was like damn it had me going back and reflecting on some things in my love life and in my relationship with my parents and shit like that i like this show actually better than than i like insecure so check that show out, Love Life. It's on uh, HBO Max. I had the chance Wednesday to go to an early screening of the Eternals movie. That's that new Marvel's movie that's out, Eternals movie. And the movie was pretty good. I enjoyed it. This was the first time that they introduced these characters. The movie had a lot of like spiritual uh, references in it and a lot of humanity references in it. Um, it had good action in it and stuff like that. And overall, it was a good movie. I gave it like out of out of ten, I gave it like a seven and seven, seven and a half. But yeah, it was a good movie. So um, check that out if you got a chance. So uh, moving along, I told y'all I was gonna get through that quick. Um, no need for no long explanations. If I need to come back, I'll come back. All right, so let's hurry up and finish this show off. So this is something that I came across like right when the Mercury retrograde was over 
and I got on, I got back on social media. Um, Courtney Kardashian and Scott Scott Disick. Um, you know, recently, Courtney uh, Kardashian she got uh, engaged to her new boyfriend Travis Scott during the Mercury retrograde, which is interesting because you're not supposed to start anything new during the Mercury retrograde. So it's going to be interesting to see how this this engagement and this and this potential marriage works out. But that's neither here nor there. But what I thought was interesting was, you know, everybody always be trying to live their life through celebrities. Oh, my God, man, this shit is exhausting. So all you saw when Travis Scott proposed to uh, Kourtney Kardashian, you saw women talking about some one person's I'm not ready is another person's I've been waiting for you my entire life and all this other bullshit. <sighs> you know, these same cliche shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just had to say it because some of that shit be straight bullshit, for real. It be straight bullshit, and it's not it's not intended to go, you know, to be for everybody. But some of that shit be bullshit for for a lot of people in relationships in general because a lot of people don't take accountability in in relationships, and you know, um, it be some women that be so in tune with with uh celebrity relationships that they don't be taking accountability in their own so they be using these celebrity relationships to validate what they going through and shit like that so i'm just going to address address it a little bit so i was just seeing tweets and shit on there and stuff like that and people talking about that you know i'm not one person's i'm not ready is another person's i've been waiting for for you my whole entire life bullshit and then I've, I've said this before man like women gotta get out this habit of thinking that every guy that you're in a relationship with and some guys do it too i know some guys that do it too because i've seen it that thinking that everybody you're in a relationship with is the one that's not the case but specifically addressing this this situation with Courtney Kardashian and uh Travis Scott um is and Scott Disick is the fact that um it's like This one particular tweet says, I love seeing women who've tolerated the bare minimum finally receive the love and happiness they deserve. And this is funny because back in the day, I ain't gonna lie, I used to watch the Kardashians. I used to watch the Kardashians show and and I was privy to um, what was going on in Kourtney Kardashian and Scott Disick's relationship. And granted, this is a quote unquote reality TV and we don't know exactly what is true and what's not because a lot of that shit is staged, as we know. But to be real, man, we know Scott had his issues with alcohol and he's cheated and all that other stuff. But even besides that, Kourtney Kardashian had, what, two, three kids with him? So he was good enough to have these kids with and like I said, I watched the show. She used to emotionally and mentally abuse this nigga. Like, 
She used to talk down on him, yell at him, cuss him out, all this other stuff. Granted, some of the times he was doing stuff, but some of the times he wasn't. But my thing is, like, she holds a responsibility in that, too. Like, like I already said, she was doing her shit where she was emotionally and mentally abusing him. You dealing with a, a person who is not mentally and emotionally strong or whatever, who deals dealing with substance issues and stuff like that, and you sitting here still dealing with him, and then you abusing him and stuff like that. And I'm not saying this just to say that she's the problem, but I'm just looking at from from both both aspects. When you're in a relationship, everybody plays a fucking role. And and, and seriously, people got to stop living through these celebrities, man. Like they they were saying like what Scott didn't do in 11 years, Travis did in 10 months and all this other stuff. But it's never talked about how women will use a man and be in a relationship with him and use him and get what they want or you know, just be content in that relationship. And when they ready to leave and find somebody new, they roll out or whatever. It's always talked about a man doing it, but women do that shit too. Women do that shit all the time. We always talk about this, this stuff that you always see stuff that, that says, you know, oh, she deserves this and all this other stuff. Like a woman is only deserving of happiness and love and stuff. Like a man don't deserve it either like a man like i like i even said earlier like a man is a human as well a man has feelings and all that other stuff yeah scott needed to grow he had his issues with his uh alcohol substance abuse and you know what i'm saying he cheated and all that other stuff and but like I said, Courtney, she was on that show. She used to abuse the hell out of that nigga. She used to physically abuse him. I seen her fight that nigga before. She would yell at that nigga, talk down to him, make him feel terrible. And he would go run to the alcohol and stuff like that. He would go cheat or whatever. And I'm not saying it's right. But when you have somebody who is not mentally and emotionally strong, two people that are still that is in a relationship together, all they doing is playing a tennis match. They going back and forth off each other, just throwing that ball, hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. He was good enough to have three kids, but he wasn't good enough to go in anywhere further because Scott proposed to her plenty of times. I do remember that for sure. Scott definitely proposed to her many a times. Like, so did she really love him? I mean, from the surface, you could say, oh, yeah, she loved him because she had three kids with him. But it's always talked about, you know, when a man doesn't want to commit to a woman. But it's never talked about when a woman doesn't commit to a man. She we can say she loved him enough to have three kids with him, but she wasn't. She didn't love him enough to accept his proposal. So why was you still having kids with him? You hit. I've been seeing stuff out here talking about some. She gave him a decade to grow up. She gave him all this time to grow up or whatever. But obviously she didn't. She wasn't grown enough either 
because she was still dealing with him. If he was such a problem, why the fuck was she still dealing with him? It's always talked about what a man needs to do as far as his healing and his trauma, but it's never talked about what a woman needs to do for her healing and trauma. Because obviously she had some things to do as well. She kept dealing with him. And she kept she was abusing them, like I said, physically and mentally and emotionally. They both were. But now that she moved on, she deserves it and all this other stuff. People talking about some, well, let's check on Scott. Is he on suicide watch and stuff like that? Why is that something to fucking play with? Like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> Seriously. Like, in my eyes, she was just as selfish as he was. You got people talking about something. I love that she didn't feel pressured to get married to him and all this other stuff, but she had three kids by him. <laughs> like, come on. Like, bruh, come on. And it, this shows you, like, all around, like, even with, like, the vaccine stuff, COVID-19, just stuff, period, in life. People want to pick the narratives and agendas that make them feel comfortable, that make them feel safe to prove their, their way of, of how they live in the life. And the way of them not taking fucking responsibility or accountability for the actions and the roles that they play in in their lives or the people that they dealing with. Shit is crazy, man. I talked about this before it just based off of like memes and stuff like that like, or just just experience period. Like we talked about this even on the. Uh, unproductive and unapologetic podcast uh shout out to the UNU network all the podcasts on that network you can follow on instagram you uh and network you and u network underscore network on instagram the link is in the bio of my podcast and all that other stuff all the podcasts that's on it but it's never no problem in a relationship unless a woman is unhappy the relationship is only at risk when a woman is happy dudes be in a relationship unhappy all the time for years and sticking it out but as soon as that woman is unhappy then there's really a problem in the relationship that's when the relationship has the end and etc 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 come on man we can't we gotta stop doing that man we gotta learn how to work together on this we got to learn how to work together. We got to stop following these narratives and these cliches and this social media bullshit that be that's getting spewed out into the world. Because you got even with like the self-love narrative, we got this self-love narrative going on, all this other stuff. And you're going to have all these women out here that's running around doing this self-love narrative and agenda or whatever and living their lives alone until they 50 years old and all that other bullshit. Self-love is cool, but honestly, relationships are important. Having relationships with people are important. So we have to learn how to work in those relationships with others. And some people rather choose their traumas to stick with their traumas 
their unhealed wounds and say that they can't change or they can't evolve and stuff like that because they're afraid. You know, people just want to stick to that. Moving along, let's jump into this uh, Will and Jada shit real quick. So, of course, y'all y'all already know about the Jada Pinkett interview that she did with um, Gwyneth Paltrow was on the Red Table Talk, and she was like, um, she was talking about maintaining a good sex life and the importance of communicating sexual desires with your partner. And she said, it's hard. The thing Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. We started in this at a very young age, you know, 22 years old. That's why the accountability part really hit for me, because I think you expect your partner to know what you need, especially when it comes to sex. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. If you love me, you should read my mind. That's a huge pitfall. She added, you tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. And on top of it, I know that I have to be accountable to do the same. I really try. It's uncomfortable, but it's deeply healthy. And I think around sex because it's something that we don't talk about and there's so much fantasy around it. And people just ran with a narrative of she was shitting on Will. And I'm like, what she said was actually very true and very healthy. And what she said was that basically what she was saying was that, you know, when you in a in a relationship, particularly a relationship where you started out young and you going on the years that things change, you ch- the the individuals in that relationship change. So you learn different things about yourself. You want different things. So you have to discuss this. So you have to get out the mind frame of looking at it as though that the person that you with automatically knows what you want or what you need in that moment. You have to discuss these things. And I'm like, why the hell is every and that just shows you that everybody just loves fucking drama. Everybody loves to to go away from the shit that they dealing with and to have a have a shit fest on somebody else knowing that they dealing with the same shit that somebody else talking about and this is why from the jump when i started this podcast thing with unproductive and unapologetic i said to myself i will not discuss no personal relationship shit in my life because that shit is sacred to me and i don't want to give nobody no type of fuel no type of energy no type of preconceived notions or what they on what they can think or what or what they can push out about my life when it comes to my personal relationship with my significant other because that is a precious and sacred thing to me in my eyes now i understand jada has her show and you know she talks about a lot of great things on it and this ain't the first time that it's been some shit where she had some some blowback or some some crazy viral moment with her relationship with Will. Like before she did Red Table Talk, everybody was speculating on on their relationship. Everybody was 
trying to figure out if they really had an open marriage and all this other stuff, what's going on with them and all that other stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as soon as she did the red table talking, she started being more open, more vulnerable and stuff like that. That's when people start running with shit and start going crazy. And that just shows you, man, people out here love to be negative. People out here love to be negative and they love to see other fucking people suffer. Because what she said with this was totally and this is just me just from going to therapy. What she said was absolutely made sense. You have to communicate in a fucking relationship when it comes to sex or anything. You have to communicate. You can't expect the other person to just magically know what you thinking or feeling in the moment. You have to communicate. People change. They supposed to change. Right. We supposed to be going direct. Things may come up from the past that you may need to discuss that you didn't know. Just like in the clip about the therapy, Joan, when she said, yeah, I don't have a relationship with my mom no more. But I started noticing when I started having a relationship with this person, with that person, these things start coming up again. Healing, growing, evolving is not linear. Everything is different for everybody, man. Like what she said was totally healthy to me. But this is like I said, this is why I keep my relationship life off limits when it comes to this shit at this point in my life. I'm not saying that it will never be divulged. But right now, no, nah, it's not going to happen. One, because I know where I'm at mentally and emotionally where I know I can handle it, but I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with trying to respond to other people questioning or or trying to validate my relationship or trying to um, people coming up with their own conclusions of how I'm living my life or whatever. I'd rather you just... I'd rather just not say nothing and you just have your own notions instead of me saying something and then you coming back and forth and all that other stuff. I'd rather just leave that shit alone because I feel like uh, romantic relationships, I just feel like they are sacred. You should just keep that sacred. You don't need anybody else in your relationship. I've seen it too many times. I've experienced it at times where people significant others been telling family this or friends this and all this other stuff or or I didn't handle a situation well while family and friends was around and while my while I was with my significant other and then they all in our business and stuff like that and then they looking at the relationship a certain type of way I just know my romantic relationships are sacred to me that that is the person who I plan to spend the rest of my life with. That's the person I plan to count on. That's my best friend, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to keep that shit sacred. It is sacred to me. None of y'all need to be in that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. I went over two hours. So I am think I'm going to uh, stop it right here and leave the... Uh, I'm just going to make a continuation. Part two of Going Direct will be next week's episode. So y'all will be hearing from me next week. I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed being back. 
Oh man, I enjoy being back. Let me uh, I'm gonna just end it. I'm not even gonna play no song because we over two hours. It's a taste to consider podcast. You can find me on Instagram, a taste to consider podcast on Instagram, a taste to consider on Instagram, a taste to consider.com where the merchandise is on Instagram. Also, you can catch out, you can, um, you can uh, catch, <laughs> you can catch me, uh, greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram, greatestiamblog.com. The website for my blog, um, I'm still, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate y'all listening to this episode. I will be back next week, part two. This episode is going direct, part one. Next week is going direct, part two. I appreciate y'all um, checking on me. I appreciate all y'all listening to me, all the love and all that. I'm back, man. You know what I'm saying? All the people who want to be on the show, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? We work that out, make that shit happen. All the people who's been listening and checking on me, all that, man. I appreciate y'all. I'm out.